Hello, and warm welcome to the Ed Podcast, the exclusive audio magazine for Cheadle Hume School parents. And Happy New Year! don't know already i'm james your sixth form host back from the festive break ready to guide you through this fifth installment of the ed podcast hopefully by now many of you will be back into the swing of things and if you've gone a little overboard with the celebrations never fear because i think that you will find this episode particularly useful as we take a look at the active side of chs now let me tell you this if your new year's resolution involves upping your running regime like me or spending a little more time on the treadmill you can hear from some of chs's sports scholars who share tips on how to prevent injury and what to consider when embarking upon any new exercise regime if you keep trying to get better and better and be the best then you stay motivated In our regular feature, what did you do today? A few students say why raising their heart rates with Zumba is one of the best ways they'll be choosing to stay fit and of course healthy in 2020. And if all fails, keep moving something and smiling, okay? And of course, whilst January is a time of excitement and offers a fresh start, it can be a particularly tough time of year too. The dark mornings, exam pressure, something which I know all about at the moment, and getting back into a daily routine, it it can be very difficult. At this time of year, it's especially important to spend a bit of time looking after ourselves, knowing when to step back and when to take a breather. So, as well as the usual dose of everything that's been keeping students and staff active across the school, in this episode, you can also find out more about physical and emotional well-being at CHS. To do this, I invite you to take a trip to First Aid to meet the school's counsellor, Rachel Vora, who offers her advice on how to recognise stress and how to help anyone that might be struggling. To stay positive, one sort of useful tip is watching your shed, so that's S-H-E-D. So this is sort of very general for everybody, really, and they stand for sleep, hydration, exercise, diet. The readers of Year 7 and 9 book clubs discuss why they find feeding their imaginations with a great story is an ideal way to care for their good mental health. It's being able to venture through this land that is stuck in these pages but they become real to you and you're able to travel with Dorothy through the land of Oz or with Alice through Wonderland or Wendy and Peter Pan through Neverland. And let me tell you, the pupils in year six had a busy start to the new year when they sat the senior school entrance exam. Later on, they'll talk to you about their own coping strategies for handling the exam pressure and explain how their teachers supported them in the run-up to the big day. I felt very nervous before, but then I met some people who I didn't know and then they took my mind off it. As well as keeping our minds healthy, because it's just as important to maintain a healthy body too, whether you're trying to eat less meat or, like myself, cut back on the snacks, in my case it's, it's chocolate bars, allow Nick 
from CHS's Independence Bicidexo Catering Team to recommend a few handy ways you can keep your nutrition in check this January and, more importantly, especially if it's concerning New Year's resolutions, beyond. One of the main things that's getting brought in this year is an initiative called Powering Performance that'll help pupils perform at their very best and then we're going to educate them around the food nutrition, what goes into the food, encourage pupils to try new foods and make healthier choices. And following his recent visit to chat with the sixth form about his role in sports law and to talk about his journey from CHS to discussing personal legal issues on the BBC and Sky Sports, this episode's Old Waconian of the Month is Warren Heyman, class of 1994. Whatever you wanted to do, you could do. And that's what I remember. It was, it was, it was fun. So when I came to my reunion, which was a 25-year anniversary, last month, it was a fantastic experience to catch up and you just took off with people where you left off 25 years ago. And it was a fun evening. But first of all, whether you're training for fun, joining a new sports team, embarking upon your first five kilometres, a triathlon or Ironman, sometimes the most challenging part of embarking upon a new exercise regime is putting on the gym clothes. Staying motivated can be an absolute game changer. So during their warm down, the Ebb podcast asked a few of the sports scholars to give their advice and share the things that keep their training on track. I'm Daisy Lees and... Netball's my main sport, but I do play a lot of other sports, so I play football and hockey as well. I'm sponsored by ENG, and we're doing their tournament quite soon, and we've got the under-12s tournament, which is quite exciting. My name is Oliver from Lot. I play football and rugby. I'm playing for the Isfahan Northwest team uh, on Wednesday, and I played for United last Friday. I managed to stay motivated by all the people around me and my coaches, so my family give a lot of support and try and come to as many games as they can and my coaches are always supportive but at some points if I've just had a bad game I'm sometimes a bit down about it. I have meetings with Miss Moore every Tuesday normally and we go through it and how I'm doing and that really helps me just to talk about it and have somebody just to talk to and then all the coaches are all really supportive as well. I always take breaks from my sport if like I'm tired or run down and then it keeps me wanting to play. Sometimes when you're playing a lot of the sport you can get a bit bored but if you keep trying to get better and better and be the best then you stay a bit motivated. At training, I can't like being inside because sometimes it's cold outside but at training we've now started to split off into groups. So netball we split off into attacking and defence and then we have a coach just to like concentrate on us and I quite like that because I feel like I can ask them any question and they're just concentrating on like one perspective and it's easier. And then I also like training in the gym because I do drum conditioning up in the pavilion. And then I also, in my spare time, go to a local gym. I prefer doing the sport because it's more like realistic towards what I'm trying to achieve. Um, in training, they give me challenges to try and make me better, a better player overall. And sometimes I can get frustrated at these challenges, but in the end, it makes me a better player. I like the privileges and I feel like I'm really engaging in my sport and really coming through with it and really pushing on with it and doing quite well. They try and put some conditions on so that I have to overcome those conditions. The training in the gym, just the extra training to keep you motivated to do your sport. 
sometimes it's a bit difficult because I'm out with loads of different fixtures. But in the end, I managed to get back to all my work and all the teachers and sports staff are really helpful with that. From the flavour of the month to saying goodbye to fatty diets, the new year is a time when many people will change their eating habits, become more active and strive to be healthier. To find out more about the most important things to consider when it comes to food choices, the Ebb podcast asked Nick from CHS's catering team, Independence by Sodexo and fitness instructor and training for his non-nonsense approach to making good decisions for eating well and what top foodie trends he think will be big in 2020. After all, they do say you are what you eat. My name's Nick. I've just recently passed my level two fitness instructors, working towards my level three personal training instructors. I've got like a couple of clients who I just train individually and I do group circuits as well. And I'm a pastry chef at CHS for Independence by Sodexo. Start work at 7 a.m. in the morning. My first job is to bake bread. And after that, I then just prepare the lunchtime desserts and then carry on preparing the next day's lunchtime desserts. It's really important to get ahead of yourself and be organised in, in that way. So the new year is when a lot of people start changing diets and getting active and generally strive to be more healthy. Some things to consider beforehand is, is it worthwhile changing your diet? You know, can we make lifestyle choice choices instead? You know, it's recommended that we do 150 minutes a week of moderate exercise or 75 minutes a week of intensive exercise. We should set goals. You know, do you just want to lose weight? Um, that, you know, losing weight is slow and steady. You know, should I, do I want to run 5K? Do I want to drop a dress size? Stuff like that. Sometimes being on a diet isn't necessary. But if you are going to diet, let's make sure it's a balanced diet. Lots of fruit and veg. These are a really good chart you can use to look at to make sure that diet that you're on is an eat well guide that's uh, supplied by the NHS. So that's you know, a really good thing to look at. Again, if you are dieting, is it safe? Some diets work for others, but some may not work for you. So it's really important. And then we also got to remember that our energy intake or calories to lose weight on that diet, we need to then the energy expenditure. So the calorie de deficit is it. Just changing your lifestyle could easily just change your mental outlook as well. Some food obviously is uh, can be a bit boring. And if you want to try and stay healthy, you may look at it and say, God, this is so, so boring. You know, I can't eat this. I want like, nice tasty food. Well, the first thing you need to consider when we are preparing food just every day for yourself is, I think, is just don't overcook your food. As soon as you overcook the food, you're going to destroy the flavour. You're going to destroy the nutrients in it, the colour, the overall peel to it, you know, and the old adage is saying that when, when you're on a chef, you eat with your eyes, you know, if you see something nice in your plate, sometimes, oh, that's lovely, you know what I mean, that's something nice and colourful, so try not to overcook your food, try not to, to, to ruin the actual food in general. So we can add things to make it a bit more flavoursome, to salads, we can add obviously on chicken and stuff and pork, we can add lemon zest, lime zest, that'll all help lift and balance the food that way. Toasted seed salad, great flavour, all of a sudden you've got a nice nutty flavour. Fresh herbs, great for brain power, boost brain power, fresh herbs, so that's really really good and gives that freshness, again flavour. Breakfast, porridge is tasty, you know you just need to add maybe some fruit, nuts to it, fresh fruit, fresh nuts to it. and. Bang, got some great flavours going on. Maybe you don't want to diet too much uh, without going to extremes on these big fad diets. So we can make small changes, and again, it's making small changes to your lifestyle, I believe. 
So basic stuff, we can reduce salt intake, sugar intake, that's gonna be good for you straight away. We wanna reduce snacking you know, in between meals on like heavy foods, heavy, heavy sugar foods, heavy fat foods. Like at work, I generally have a bit of fruit at 10 o'clock. I'll have a little packet of nuts at 10 o'clock, something that's like, something that's gonna fill you up pretty quickly, just see you through to uh, lunchtime. Man-made sugars, we can change them for honey and stuff like that, uh, honey maple syrup. You know, it's, it's so much better for you. So if you are gonna have it, just have to get it in your porridge, like we're saying, some maple syrup instead of a spoonful of syrup or sugar, and it's great for you. If we stay active and we get more sleep, it'll help with your well-being and that then helps with your confidence and that'll enhance, you know, maybe a diet isn't needed because you're more confident by yourself, you're feeling fitter and stuff like that. So it's just a general lifestyle choices are much more important than jumping onto a diet. Children need to be active more, you know, like I say, you know, and they, they need to sustain, like they're there at school all day, they need to stay awake all day, don't they? They need to be switched on all day. What we're trying to do at CHS and throughout the Sodexo is obviously bringing new phases of food and trying to introduce different things. So we're doing obviously Veganuary, <laughs> which goes alongside the Meatless Mondays, which we've brought in as well. So you'll notice on the salad counter that there is a whole lot of vegan salads on there. There's like, like you know, with all soya beans are in there, you know, hardly anything. And if we do make one salad that may contain feta cheese, like a Greek salad, there'll also be a choice there for the Greek salad, but without the feta cheese. One of the main things that's getting brought in this year is an initiative called Powering Performance that'll help pupils perform at their very best. And then we're going to educate them around the food nutrition, what goes into the food, encourage pupils to try new foods and make healthier choices so these four points of the powering uh, performance and this is focus so that's going to help sharpen the minds provide mental endurance strengthen this is going to hopefully help them to grow and fortify their healthy bodies sustain to give stamina for everyday demands so if they one day they're out on their hockey pitch and they're straight back into the classroom and then recovery to mentally help them recover and physically rejuvenate there'll be dishes on the menu that that will say right this 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 dish will help you when we had like a beetroot on and we'd have like a vegetable of the week or the month and we were trying to do something like beetroot brownies on and stuff like that so we're now really really well fantastic yeah so so then we have the courgette cake, on courgette and lime cake, so it's introducing people to eating salt food. So if we're going to start doing exercise, first thing we need to do in the healthy is keep hydrated. Uh, our body needs water like more than food, isn't it? so um, we need to keep hydrated anyway. We need to drink, be drinking like two litres of water a day, so that's uh, the 8 by 8 rule, 8 cups of 8 ounce water per day. Okay, and it's not that difficult if you think about what you may drink on an evening or a night time, it's, it's, it's not that difficult at all. Before we exercise, we want to start thinking about eating healthy carbs because that'll help build our energy levels up. So, whole grain cereals, whole grain pasta, brown rice, fruit and veg. So, what we're thinking of doing is fueling our engine, our body. Yeah? Our body's an engine, and if it hasn't got any fuel, it's like a car, we run out of fuel. We're just going to calm down. After training, that's where we want to start thinking about protein because protein helps recover the body. All right, so that's when you get all these bodybuilders all come home and eat piles of chicken and rice after they've been training and stuff because it helps rejuvenate the muscles and stuff like that. So, food trends for 2020. Well, we've already started the year off as Veganuary. Now, this is going to just carry on going. You know, the, the amount of plant-based food that is going on at the moment, which is increasing the sustainability 
Now that is you know, a massive thing, like there's also a no waste food, so we've got the wonky veg, these companies that make uh, drinks and sauces of all the, the surplus food as well, so sustainability I think is going to be a massive thing with food, you know, if it can, it's sustainable, helping the earth survive that a little bit longer, I think it's going to be big. I think the street food thing will carry on going, these food halls. Are getting bigger and bigger now like uh, obviously you had Mackie Mare and Ulti Market and they just opened the same place in Mac now mm -hmm. called Picturedrome so that type of place all these food halls you know, these, it's just going to keep on growing and growing and they're like independent traders. So protein, um, protein again very very important and it's essential for growth, repair and maintenance of all the cells in our body so if we don't have enough protein we're not going to grow as we should. I am Paul Quinn, I'm Health and Wellbeing Manager with Sodexo I'm just here today at Cheadle Hume School to give a talk um, about sports, nutrition and performance um, to some of the sports students. Um, at Sodexo we're very keen on you know, educating children about what they should be eating, um, particularly around sports um, and academic performance and things like that. So um, we make all our uh, meals from scratch and we're very passionate about that and looking forward to meeting um, the students today. So, for many of us, January can be a particularly difficult time, to put it bluntly, between trying to stick to our goals, the dark mornings, and of course those dreaded exams, there's definitely more pressure than usual, to say the least. Luckily though, at CHS, I can safely say there are plenty of people on hand to help us. First aid is a place we will go when feeling unwell physically, but did you know that it's also a place to go for mental health support too? The Ed Podcast spent a few moments with CHS's school counsellor, Rachel Vora, to ask what's available for students and how we can all look after ourselves at this time of year. I'm Rachel Vora and I'm the school counsellor at Cheadle Hume. I've been here around about three years now. I also have another role at school and I also work at the primary part-time as well. And my role sort of involves working from anybody right the way from juniors all the way up to 18 on any sort of issues that they might be struggling with in terms of mental health. So anxiety, depression, eating disorders, autism, ADHD, managing learning difficulties, stress. So it covers a really wide range of areas. We do notice an increase in numbers in terms of people referring of counselling or coming for support but that does happen right before Christmas and in January as well. Signs and symptoms of someone who may be struggling so these are always helpful to kind of be able to spot in yourself but also in other people. Um, so the main one really is a change in behaviour so if anybody feels if they present usually as quite quiet and reserved and there's a massive shift in terms of them being quite loud and outgoing that could be concerning. If they're quite loud and outgoing and they present as quite withdrawn again that can be quite um, concerning as well. I think also in terms of low mood, so lack of motivation, lack of determination, struggling to get up in the morning, no interest in anything really, sense of hopelessness, those are sort of general symptoms and maybe refusing to do things, refusing to go out with friends, not wanting to be involved or take part in things that they usually would. So again, you're looking for a change really, if we're talking about it really, really generally, you're looking for somebody who you think that they're acting in a way that's not quite themselves. Yeah, and especially with exams and stress. Um, stress 
it's not a mental health problem but can trigger mental health difficulties as well so we're more sort of prone to that around times of high stress in january obviously it's very difficult we've just come out after christmas you've had all the massive high expectations of christmas the holidays and you're coming back you've usually got exams loads of deadlines so it is quite tough the mornings are still really dark to stay positive one sort of useful tip is watching your shed so that's s-h-e-d so this is sort of very general for everybody really and they stand for sleep hydration exercise diet so to make sure that you're getting enough hours sleep going to bed at a decent time if you are struggling with your sleep there's loads of different things you can try again we have loads of resources on here and in the library in terms of managing sleep and if you're struggling with your sleep hydration so a lot of people know this and that you should be drinking two liters of water a day but how many people actually do it is a different story Exercise, so they say in terms of mentally, it's better to get 30 minutes three times a week separately. That's the best really for your mental health in terms of getting that sort of injection of positive endorphins and feeling good. That's sort of something that really helps people as well. And finally diet, so watching things like sugar that can cause a crash in mood and things like that. Diet, um, to manage your diet, watch things like sugar, manage that well. Make sure you're eating three meals a day, two snacks, eating healthily and that can massively make a difference to your mood as well. Setting New Year's resolutions, sometimes you can set yourself really, really high expectations, do amazingly well for the first two weeks of January, and then it can just go back to the way it was really. So if you are setting New Year's resolutions, set realistic ones, make them specific. I think the more specific you make them, the more able you're gonna to be to achieve them. And talk about them with your friends. You say if you, if you sort of make one together with your friend, you're more likely to stick to that as well staying positive a lot of people in terms of if you are having low mood or anything like that the best thing to do really is to come and talk about it so at an earlier date don't wait till you get to the point where you're so overwhelmed that it's almost at crisis point really you need to come and, and nip it in the bud as soon as you can to talk to your friends come and talk to us i'm obviously here but then there's first aid as well we've got the pastoral team we've got the student managers there is so many people here that you can talk to so just come and have a chat with us and let us know how you're feeling again if you don't want to have a chat we've got loads and loads of resources online but also loads of booklets here where you can just come in and have a look and take something that might be relevant to you in terms of the counseling service i'm here three days a week you can self-refer you can go to a student manager and get referred through them you can be referred through the head of year so there's loads of different ways it works kind of to have it weekly or fortnightly really for a set number of sessions we also have a life coach as well who can just work on strategies and things with you so that's not necessarily mental health it might just be if, if they're feeling a bit lost or they want some guidance and um, we've got that service there as well we also have a drop-in service every week Thursday lunch times that you can just come to ask any questions you like if you're worried about a friend you can talk about your friend and we can support you on that as well really if you are a parent that's worried about your son or daughter you're more than welcome to ring through and speak to the pastoral team and they can make a referral to counselling or if you're looking for some support We've also got loads and loads of contacts outside of school and quite a big support network outside of school so we can refer you on to somebody that could help you so please just come and talk to us really. Not just senior and sixth form students who have to handle exam pressure. Pupils in year six spoke to the EB podcast to talk about what happened when they sat the senior school entrance exam, what preparation was involved and how their teachers offered some wonderful encouragement. My name's Elian. I like humanities and maths. My name is Luke Walters and I like art and maths. 
I didn't feel that nervous because it was like really far away, the exam. Yeah, see. <laughs> I just practiced a lot. Yeah, uh, well, to keep my mind off the exam, I um, just like wanted to focus on like another thing. It was just um, reading the instructions and reading, like concentrating on like rebuilding Lego stuff. I went to watch a movie with my friends. Um, I just listened to music. I practice, we just practice all. Well, school prepared us a lot for it. Uh, I did some of the previous past papers that were on the website. Um, I felt very nervous before, but then I met some people who I didn't know, and then they sort of took my mind off it a bit. And I didn't feel uh, so nervous before the exam, but then when I actually got to the exam, I was, like, really nervous. I felt quite relieved because yeah. I'd been practising for the day for ages. Yeah, and it's finally over. And we don't have to worry about it anymore. Just maybe just focus on other things to keep your mind off it. And like don't don't worry too much. Yeah. To talk to people who are also doing it. Yes. Yeah, and just keep your mind off it all and yeah. relax. But not too much because <laughs> you'll just forget about everything. <laughs> to come year seven and nine tell you about how reading can provide the perfect solution to the start of year stresses and how you can bust a few moves with chs's zumba crew in our regular feature where we catch up with a former pupil of the school to see what they're up to. Meet solicitor and sports law specialist Warren Heyman, class of 1994. This episode's Old Waconian of the Month. An old whack. An old Waconian. Old Waconian. Old whack. Old Waconians. Old Waconians. Old Waconians. Old Waconians. After leaving CHS, Warren achieved a postgraduate diploma in sports law from King's College, London and worked at two large nationwide practices before joining GLP Law in Manchester. My name is Warren Heyman, I am an old Waconian, I, the class of 1994. I'm currently the head of commercial litigation at a boutique law firm called GLP, based in central Manchester. I deal with all forms of litigation, that's business and personal disputes. I deal with all forms of disputes, whether that's pre-action, whether they've gone to court, whether they've got a trial looming, whether we're dealing with mediations, which are side discussions away from the main crux of the court, dealing with people on a daily basis from all walks of life. I left Chula Hume in 1994. I uh, didn't do as well as expected on my A-levels, um, burnt myself out doing essay after essay, and subsequently took a year out, went to Leeds Metropolitan, Came top of my year with a first class honours, which was a very good day indeed. Then
Then from there I did my uh, legal practice LPC in Manchester, came back in 1999 which coincided with the treble season so I was working very hard and subsequently watching United win which was good. I then went out to London, did my training contract there before moving back to Manchester, taking up roles at commercial litigation firms uh, leading up to my current position at GLP. I enjoy the touring and frame with people, I'm a communicator, I enjoy speaking to people, I enjoy explaining the law to people that have got aggravation that they're dealing with and I can help resolve that aggravation. I also like pitting my wits against other lawyers as well. Uh, you're only as strong as your evidence but the point is that you can maximise your client's position as best as you possibly can. As a trainee I was in the House of Lords acting on behalf of an individual in a long-standing dispute that had been going on for five or six years that culminated in a five law law decision in the House of Lords and that was a wonderful experience to start off my career. Since then I've done a lot of sports law and also dealt with numerous high-value um, emotive cases and I find that those cases are the most challenging but also the most rewarding as well. My time at Chile Hume I remember best is community feel. There were, I know people that got lost at other schools and because it's a relatively small year we had a hundred students. You're all involved, you're all together and there's a sort of close-knit identity all local to the area as well and there were also borders as well when I was there and those borders were made to feel part of the year as well. It wasn't a, a them and us situation. It's also the fact that you were able to do everything that you could wish to do whether that was socially, whether that was academically, whether that was on sport or not. I played all the sports to a very average standard, but I was involved and I also you know, did the front of house because I wasn't brave enough to do drama, but did the front of house and was involved on the lighting and all that type of stuff. And whatever you wanted to do, you could do. And that's what I remember. It was, it was, it was fun. So when I came to my reunion, which was a 25-year anniversary, last month, it was a fantastic experience to catch up and you just took off with people where you left off 25 years ago. And it was a fun evening. If you want to have a career in the law, you have to make your CV stand out. It's imperative that you do things that aren't just academic, whether that's work experience which is essential you have to get in there write letters to as many firms as you want asking for a placement someone will give you a placement because they will see that you've got a bit of oomph about you and you're not just waiting for your career to happen you're taking that initial step go and do Camp America if you can go into any write a book I went on a quiz I was on blockbusters on behalf of the sixth form and that stood out and people asked me about that at interviews and it's something different make your CV different don't rely upon your academic achievements and the school that you're at because there are loads of people out there equivalent to you who are clever as you are but the step you've got to make your CV stand out it is hard and it's a financial investment so you've got to go and sit in court it's free you know, and just see if it's actually something you want to do. You can go in the civil court in Manchester, you can go in the criminal court in Manchester, just sit, it's an open house, to watch a case, watch half a case, do what you want, put that on your CV, you know, regularly attend the High Court. So people don't do that, you know, it's things like that. An old whack. An old Waconian. Old Waconian. Old whack. The old Waconians. Old Waconians. An old Waconian. Old Waconian. Let's now pause for a moment of calm, peace, serenity and heads to the library, where a few Year 7 students are enjoying their weekly book club, as well as asking them to share a few recommendations for some riveting reads. Let's find out more about their reading habits and how, as well as why, of course, they choose to incorporate reading for pleasure into their already very busy lives. My name's Rio, and I'm currently reading a book called Clifftoppers, a Moorhead adventure. And it's about four cousins and they're staying over at their grandparents house and they find out that a jewel heist is going on and so they're sort of stuck in the middle of it and so they need to try and stop it with just their bikes. You can just be sat in one place and it can take you wherever you want to go. So yeah, that's why I like reading so much.
I'm Alex and I'm in 7S and I love reading and at the moment I am reading Calvin and Hobbes but I really recommend The Hobbit by J.R.R. Tolkien which is a very good book about young Wilbur Baggins who ventures far into the world of Middle Earth. I read um, whenever I can, so I usually read at bedtime. My name's Erin. I'm reading lots of books at the moment, but the one I'd recommend is Underground Canada. Uh, I don't know who it's by, but it's about a girl that was born into slavery, and she was separated from her mum, and with a, she met a friend, and together with two other boys who tried to escape. My name is Annabelle, I'm in 7T. I'm reading Pages in Co and I really like it because it's about um, how this girl relates to books so much that she can talk to the characters of books and go into their worlds. I really relate. My name's Jasmine, I'm in 7S and the book I'm reading at the moment is Here Be Dragons. It's about a girl called Ellie. She lives near Snowden and it's just about her discovering all of the secrets which are based on the old folklore of Wales. I do homework, then I read and then I do homework. I read before bed whenever I just get bored. If I'm reading a really good book I'll eat like whilst reading but like when I'm having dinner I'll read. It's being able to venture through this land that is stuck in these pages but they become real to you and you're able to travel with Dorothy through the land of Oz or with Alice through Wonderland or P Wendy and Peter Pan through Neverland. Being able to ignore people. <laughs> I like watching TV but then um, if you read a book it's still like you're watching TV but then it's like a better more explained version of it so you can understand it more. It is that time again where we ask, what did you do today? And find out what a few students have been getting up to in school beyond their regular timetables. So, if you cross the junior playground and you find yourself in the pavilion dance studio on a Tuesday after school, you will find bouncing off the walls Latin rhythms while students from year 9 to 13 step, clap and yelp in time to the music. Welcome to the world of Zumba or more specifically Zumba at CHS. This co-curricular exercise fitness program has routines that incorporate interval and resistance training and it's proving to be very popular at CHS indeed. There are patterns that will emerge. You've got a great front row who are doing it the same way back. And if all fails, keep moving something and smiling, okay? <laughs> and in year nine and I'm Nisha and I'm in year nine and I like how it's fitness and dance together I think I've made I've become closer with friends that do it here um, yeah same and I've become closer with other people as well
That's all for another episode of the Ed Podcast. I hope you've enjoyed the show and it's inspired you to set a few goals, keep those resolutions and conquer your challenges the right way. And to have a very happy and of course healthy 2020. As always, this episode's special appreciation goes to all the students and staff who loaned us their time and their wonderful voices, as well as our old Waconian guest, Warren Hartley and Nick from Sodexo. A very big thank you. And as always, our catchy theme music you have heard throughout this episode was brought to you by CHS's own Year 10 students, Max, Edward and Charlotte. Thanks, guys. And once again, a huge thank you for spending time with us. Don't forget to let us know what you, the listener, make of the show by leaving us a review your feedback increases the visibility of our show so let's start spreading all that's great about chs further tell your friends your family even your co-workers your mum your dad if you're listening to this on your phone on the bus home now you can also let us know what kind of things you'd like to hear more of in the future as of course you the listener is what is most important to us so if you want to know how to do that if you want to tell us what you want to hear what you want to hear more of what you're interested in what aspects of school life really interest you the most you can just email us now of course there is an email address coming up people are we ready so just email er at chschool.co.uk next up we've got something very special planned for episode six but we don't want to spoil the surprise so you'll just have to tune in and find out what's in store look trust us This is one you really don't want to miss, but alas, I have said enough. So, until next time, I have been your host, James, and I look forward to sharing more CHS stories with you in the next episode of what will be surely another lively and exciting, thought-provoking and hopefully entertaining episode of the Ed Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Bye-bye.